Welcome back and welcome in to all of you on the network. We certainly appreciate it. From La Crosse to Viroqua to Menominee, Marinette, Green Bay, Madison, and Milwaukee and everything in between. We certainly appreciate you joining us on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of our network. We certainly appreciate them being a part of it. I love this girl. I love the pictures on her Facebook page, and I love the fact that she's a dog lover, and she was dressed like she was uh, living as an Eskimo up in the Antarctic somewhere. Uh, The last time I had a chance to see her post on Facebook, Stacey Dales of the NFL Network now joining us on the program. Stacey, how you been? Bill, good to be with you. Happy New Year and uh, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. What what else do, can I throw in? It's uh, you know it's been a, a interesting, another interesting year in the NFL, and here we are in Week Seventeen. It is a happy time if you're a Packers fan because you thought after that Detroit Lions game all hope was lost, but here we are talking <laughs> about the possibility of them getting into the postseason and. You know, Stacey, you've watched uh, a lot of NFC North football uh, over the years, and this was probably one of the teams that you went, whoa, I don't even think this team's worthy of being there. And all of a sudden, here we are. So give me your thoughts. Let's start first and foremost with what the Packers have done over the last three weeks. Yeah, they beat two lackluster teams. Yeah, two ahead of concussion. But they won in Miami, something a lot of people didn't think they could do. Are they really on the rise, or are we kind of fooling ourselves? Well, so you know me, Bill. I never count out Aaron Rodgers. I never have. They start four and eight. They're now seven and eight. They've won three in a row. Um, They're one of three teams that are seven and eight, Detroit and Seattle, the other two. And they're trailing basically Washington, who's seven, seven and one for a number seven seed. Um, Are they as good? So my point being, are they as good as any of those teams? Yes. They are because they have the quarterback and an offense that has finally started developing. And Christian Watson, we'll see if he plays this week with the hip injury. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is more efficient when he's on the field and has played better football. He's been their best receiver since week 10. And uh, Dylan and Jones are their two overall best offensive players. So the development of these young guys, they've been patient in Green Bay, I guess I would say. And yeah, I'm a believer right now because of the quarterback. The defense is playing better in their three-game win streak. The defense has been better in terms of keeping teams out of the end zone. And, um, you know, I don't disparage against opponents in the NFL because uh, and in any given week, you're challenged. I just had, uh, you know, the Bills and the, the Bears in Chicago. Uh, that was my game assignment last weekend. And you expected the Bills to win, but you see a quarterback in Justin Fields who's dynamic. I mean, it, there's always something. There's always some factor, the weather, whether it be the weather or dynamic players or, hey, it's just our week. And uh, so I still think they now have a shot. I mean, they basically have to win their final two games and hope for Washington to lose one of their two games. Um, and that's very possible because they, they, you know, say what you want about Cleveland, but they do play Dallas in their final week. And, Dallas is a pretty good football team, as you know. Um, I, I go to the Minnesota Vikings side of things, and I start to look at all these teams that lead their division and point differential. Now, the only one that's awful is down there in the uh, NFC South, and nobody is yeah. in a positive state. But I look at the Vikings. They're plus five in point differential, but yet 12 wins on the season. They have won it in very much a cardiac way, but they have the fifth worst scoring defense in all of football. I mean, how are they getting it done? Well, they're getting it done because they they may just have the best, you know, skill players in the, the NFL in totality. I mean, they, they, they add TJ Hawkinson. He's, you know, literally now having a career best season under Kevin O'Connell and company. I mean, so the tight end has been a great addition. Justin Jefferson, 
the best downfield receiver this year in the league. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you would agree if you look at the numbers, Bill, like he leads downfield in terms of yardage, receiving yards. Thielen is Thielen. Delvin Cook is Delvin Cook. Kirk Cousins has played good football. And it's been weird. Like, so the oddity for me is I do cover, especially early in the year, a lot of the NFC North. I've barely had Packers games because of the, the woeful nature of the way things went for them early on. But the Vikings have won 11. They're 11-0 and in games decided by one possession. And you, you and I can go back and look at all the, the – remember the Buffalo game where that how that mm-hmm. was decided? Like, that that was insane. I mean, they just – they found ways to win close games. And um, Kirk Cousins has been pretty good, you know, and we'll see. We'll see how things roll for them. But you're right. The defense is an issue. That's where Green Bay has to keep up score. They have to keep score – and match score or better score uh, to beat the Vikings because you're right. They're giving up over 400 total yards a game, and their pass defense has been so suspect, the worst in the NFL to this stage. Uh, so that'll, that'll be interesting for me to see how the Packers challenge them offensively. The uh, the big weapon for them is Justin Jefferson. Last time he just ate the Green Bay Packers up. Crossing pattern, soft coverage, soft zone. They pay the Packers paid Jair to be the number one cornerback in the league. And while he's not some kind of a crazy pick machine, he's certainly a guy that can deter you from throwing the football in his direction. So, do you think that you would take a lesson from that first meeting and just say Jair, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Jair? You two are going to be with each other all damn day long. You know what I mean? But I would. Come on. I mean, yeah, I agree, Bill. I mean, I, as I mentioned, Justin Jefferson, he leads the NFL in receptions and receiving yards. And Matt LaFleur came out and said, but, you know, I thought it was quite a proclamation. He's the best receiver in football. He's so damn hard to defend. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen, you've seen so many different coverages against this guy. I remember I had him in London, you know, I think it was week six or so, somewhere around there. And uh, just the way that the, 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 you know, the opposition has tried to defend him, whether it be one, two, three, you know, the coverage, dict- he dictates the coverage. So, um, you know, yeah, but Jair's had a pretty decent year. I mean, he's got five picks, uh, which is, is it's a career high for him. Um, I, I love this pro football focus stat on him. He's fifth in the NFL, I believe, uh, in terms of cornerbacks um, and in, in, in defending, like, as far as, you know, opposing quarterbacks and, and their passer rating. I mean, he's, he's defended at a 71 passer rating clip against opposing quarterbacks, which is, is really good. And uh, I think they're going to stick together like flies on you-know-what throughout this game. Uh, I want to go around the rest of the NFC. Uh, Jalen Hurts probably not going to be playing this weekend. I would assume he's not going to be. They have pretty much everything locked up. They still have something to play for, obviously, to solidify that number one overall spot. But give me your thoughts on with some of these quarterbacks ailing. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson. He is still ailing. Jalen Hurts is still ailing. Dak Prescott has not played well, although last week he finally started to play well enough to really make kind of take some of the critics' heat off of him. They got a big one coming up tonight. But then you got guys like Joe Burrow. You got uh, Jay, or, uh, Josh Allen. You've got Patrick Mahomes. These guys are starting to play pretty well. So some quarterbacks are ailing. Some quarterbacks aren't. How do you treat all of this going into the postseason, knowing you're going to be a playoff team, but knowing that your key guy, your franchise guy, has to be healthy and has to be at 100% going into it? Yeah, I think it's a great point you raised, Bill. And I actually have the Eagles this week against the Saints in Philly. And uh, so Jalen Hurts, 
I, I, I don't want to declare one way or the other if he's playing. My gut instinct is that he might because um, he really wanted to play against Dallas last week. Gardner Minshew got the start and had a pretty darn good day, actually, with 355 pass yards. But um, I, I think you have to be cautious. So if he can't play Jalen Hurts football, you don't put him in there. Now, the query that you're facing, as you talk about right now, it's like, okay, how important are these games for teams like Minnesota and the Eagles? Well, if the Eagles win, they they win their division outright, so this game would determine that, and they also clinch the number one seed. And you know how important the number one seed is. I mean, it's what the Buffalo Bills are playing for and have played for, and um, to make everything come through Orchard Park and for Philly to make everything come through that place because I'm sure you've been to games there. It's a nut house. Like, their fans are rabid. I think Ben would agree with me, um, your producer there. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. it, it's, a, it's a crazy, crazy place to go and play. And um, the Eagles have been on the road for three weeks, and now they're back. So I'm guessing Jalen Hurts is going to want to play. Brain throwing shoulder, though. So we'll see. He also leads the NFL in design runs. You know, quarterback designs. It goes him, Fields, Lamar, and um, Josh Allen in terms of how teams literally run the football with their quarterback. And so now you look at it, and if he does play, how do they play him, um, to your point? So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think Mahomes is obviously a back to an MVP level, as you mentioned him. I think Josh Allen is somebody I, I just don't, don't want to guess against. Joe Burrow is leading this team valiantly, like we saw him do last year in a trip to the Super Bowl. And, um, Jalen Hurts, to me, is the front runner for the MVP. I mean, doesn't play against Dallas. Gardner Minshew was good, but threw two picks. If Jalen Hurts plays, do they win? And to me, the mark of, of the most valuable player is, is the wins, and certainly you could argue that Patrick Mahomes is pretty damn good, too. Uh, I want to ask you the, uh, the the Tom Brady saga that's gone on this year. Obviously, a lot of things off the field have gone on for him. Obviously, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been a good team, and they're sitting there with seven wins right now, a game under five hundred, but yet they lead their division. I have, I can't remember the last time I between Ru- him and Russell Wilson. Now he has had uh, Tom Brady's had a way subpar season for him, and then Russell Wilson has completely fallen off the table. How uh, you know we've seen now Tom Brady's forty five years old though. You kind of expect diminishment. You know, but what has happened in Tampa Bay? Well, I think obviously there's a lot of distractions and distractions do impact teams. And I think, you know, when I go back to the offseason bill, it was I'm going to retire and now I'm not. And I think anytime you're as an athlete, because regardless of what level or male, female, whatever it may be, anytime you're deliberating over retirement and then you've got personal stuff going on, which is none of any of our business. Um, I would say, like, that's how I look at it. It still is a factor, and it impacts you, and you're 45 years old, and maybe the team isn't as good, and you don't have your security blanket in Rob Gronkowski, and there's been a number of injuries along the way. <laughs> you know, it, there's just there's so many things that pile up. Um, I, I have, you know, I had hoped after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl that he would retire because what a beautiful way to end an illustrious co- career and go out as truly the goat and I just it's always frustrating when I see a quarterback you think about Brett Favre like how good he was decline in those years they're just still trying to hang on and I don't think I have any right to sit and pick apart Tom Brady's game after what he's done and I've never played football but I would say that I think the proof's in the pudding when you look at the numbers and 
the results around him. And the, the crazy part about it is they still have a chance to win that division, and, and we'll see over the next few weeks. But the more perplexing one has been Russell Wilson. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett gets fired, and um, you kind of saw a team get out in front of that, right? They didn't want to leave a drama hanging at the end of the season, knowing what their decision was going to be in regards to Nate Hackett. But Russell Wilson never really stepped up in, in just watching them play in that leadership sort of savvy that we remember from Seattle. So that's probably been the biggest story for me of, of disappointment alongside the Indianapolis Colts this season. Then um, obviously one more story, and that is Derek Carr getting benched for Jared Stidham. Carr saying that it's going to be a distraction. Uh, Devontae Adams went there to play with Derek Carr and signed that massive contract to do so. Carr could be out with no real financial ramifications at the end of the year. Uh, Josh McDaniels, again, as a head coach, not getting the job done. You talk about a train wreck right now in Las Vegas for a team that was one pass away from beating Cincinnati and on their way deeper into the postseason last year to where they are now. Boy, what a fall off for them as well. Yeah, Bill, this one is so perplexing to, to see in this news revealed this week with Derek Carr now basically outing himself from the facility. Like, this is some drama. And I, I've covered Derek, and I, I think he's a lovely person. And it's just, it's just a weird deal. I have a couple buddies that work with that team. And uh, throughout the course of this season, like, the kind of message that I've gotten, like, we weren't supposed to be this bad. Like we are very mm -hmm. talented. This is a really talented football team. And it is shocking when you look at some of the talent they do have, and obviously they've had injuries, but um, yeah, I'd be really curious to sit down with Josh McDaniels as you talk about it, who had his, you know, ups and downs and odd oddities with the quarterback position. Remember the whole Tim Tebow thing in Denver. Um, right. I just don't know. It's, it's, when you're not always in the building, it's kind of hard to put a pulse on everything. But it's really strange to me how things have ended for Derek Carr with this team this year because we still have two weeks to go. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Stacy, uh, we're going to miss you at Green Bay, but I know you got a good one coming up this weekend and hope to talk to you again real soon. Love the dog pictures. Hope the family's doing better, certainly, and, uh, and you stay in touch, okay? Yeah, we may see you against Detroit next weekend. We'll keep our eye Perfect. on that one. Thanks for having me, Bill. You guys take care. Uh, thanks so much, Stacy. There you go. Stacy Dales of the NFL Network joining us for a couple of minutes. Great stuff. As all. Yeah, you talk about some of the... Uh... Some of the weird drama that has gone on. You you think to yourself, what's gone on behind the scenes down in Tampa Bay? I think that has kind of straightened itself out a little bit because you would assume that some of the strife that was going on with Tom Brady now has kind of worked itself out, and now you're just into routine and rhythm, and you're just finding out that you're just not that good of a football team. Like, everybody got slow all at once. Okay, you understand that. Then you look at what's going on with Russell Wilson, and you think, boy, what did Seattle know? When they were sitting there at the table with a straight face saying, this is what we want for Russell Wilson. We're going to take these draft choices. We're going to take these players. Go ahead and give us the world. And the Denver Broncos gladly said, here you go. Here you go. We want Russell Wilson. Remember, we had our guy Eric Miller on from uh, Mile High Sports. And he was all in favor of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett singing their praises. This is great. What an incredible marriage. And then it just it just completely turned to crap. And now you've got Derek Carr, and who last year played well, 
all they felt was like they were one piece away from getting themselves into a Super Bowl. They go out and break the bank for Devontae Adams, who took, for all intents and purposes, less money to go from one, as he put it, Hall of Famer to another and left the Packers because, as he said, you know, hey, Jordan Love's nice, but, and then stop short of saying he's not the guy. I need to go get my stats with another guy because he's looking for a jacket. And he's the guy that also said that, uh, uh, you know, not getting a Super Bowl ring would not complete his career. So he took less money to play with his guy to go to a team that felt like they were one player away. Everything was lined up. And then they hire the craptastic Josh McDaniels, who, as Stacy stated, had problems with Tim Tebow in Denver, gets canned in Denver, goes back to Bill Belichick, then is ready to take the job in Indianapolis. They were going to fly him in. They were ready to make the announcement. Everything was pretty much done. He walks him to the altar in the offseason and then backs out, shows a, a tremendous, I guess on one hand, lack of character, I guess, if you want to label it that way, for going putting this team through the process and then at the last minute going, no, nah, I don't think so, and then going back to Bill Belichick. Then, you know, the Raiders are in a tough situation. They could have hired Rich Basaccia, who the team just played their asses off for, and brought in Devontae, and instead they get rid of Rich, bring in McDaniels, who's the problem? The team goes right down the crowd. They did have a few injuries, but they got weapons there, man. They just do. And they're one pass play away in Cincinnati for moving on in the postseason last year. And now they're, they're just this bad. And Derek Carr has been benched. He's basically said, I'm out. Talk to you later. And Stidham is the guy. And now you're looking for a quarterback in the off season. Devante's telling people on, on Instagram, if you don't like what I have to say, F you. And McDaniels is sitting there going, it's not me. It's not me. It's the guys. After Carr stood up for him, you talk about a train wreck. Man, oh, man, oh, man. What a saga. What a lot of drama going on in the NFL right now. 877-867-1670. Hit us up, 877-867-1670. Our friends over there at the Water Doctors, they are in Waukesha, Wisconsin. But... If you live in Sturgeon Bay, if you live in Menominee, Marinette, La Crosse, Eau Claire, and you are looking for the Connecticut Water Softening System, John Atley can get you in touch with the people in your area. It's one number, one guy, one guy to call. If you're in Waukesha, if you're in Milwaukee, if you're in Racine, if you're in Kenosha, if you're in Ozaki, if you're in Washington County, if you're in Jefferson County, doesn't matter. There you go. It's our buddy John Atley, 262-549-7733. The reason you call John is because he also donates money to Custom Canines and the Service Dog Academy. They implore you to do so as well. Helps veterans in need uh, of service dogs, therapy dogs, and such. They support that as well. So not only is it a great product in the Connecticut Water Softening System, something I have in my home and I use Every day. I notice it, and I thank myself for saying I'm going to go in that direction every day because I love it. But they also do something really good for the community. That's Water Doctors, H2Odoctors.com, H2Odoctors.com, or call them, 262 549 7733. 262 549 7733. 262 549 7733. Or go to H2, the letter O, Doctors, H2Odoctors.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Saying hi to Mark. Listening to us in Viroqua. Cassidy up in Marshfield. And Ryan uh, listening to us on WMAM out of Menominee and Marinette, but over in Door County. Loving the program. Heading down to the game on Sunday. On New Year's Day, the Green Bay Packers are going to play host to the Minnesota Vikings, a game that earlier this year between these two teams that started the season off so ugly for the Green Bay Packers. What have they learned? And in the meantime, uh, this guy, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, has had to basically go from stadium to stadium carrying a, a, a kit that has the cardiac paddles because of the way games have finished this year for this team. Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, joining us on the line. PA, man, it has been a hell of a year for you guys. Hey there, Billy. Uh, Merry Christmas, my brother. <laughs> you too. And uh, an early Happy New Year to you. Good to chat with you, Billy. Uh, anytime we get the opportunity. And um, it's, uh, you know, of, of all the years I've called Vikings football, the, um, the, the 2009 season we had, which, which ended negatively with the Cheating Saints, you know, but, but having Brett around and just, just having that rock star team in 09 is professionally something that I'm never going to forget for the totality of the season. This one is it's catching that season and passing a lot. Um, just just not only with the way the games are finishing, uh, the fact that this team has the fearless gene and and being fearless is something that you can't teach. It just it, it has to inherently be in your heart. You ain't going to wake up one day and say, hey, I'm not going to be scared. It's, it's mm-hmm. just not like that. And that's what they have clearly with the way they win these games. Of course, they're 12 and three. But uh, there's just an exuberance with this group, man, that really has bitten me, and um, and I love it. They're, and, pl- and plus, they're really good. Their offense is really, really good. Uh, let's start there. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, you add T.J. Hawkinson, which gives you a whole other dynamic offensively to this team. And I think as we all sat there and watched that team play against, ba- or against Indianapolis, I almost said Baltimore, against Indianapolis, um, there was something in me that said, uh, you get an early score in that second half and maybe things change. I can't imagine them overcoming that kind of a deficit, though. How stunned were you to watch this team go to work and methodically just tear apart Indianapolis and what they brought to the table? Well, I was stunned, but after the way the Vikings won at Buffalo, it's really going to take a lot, Bill, to to hit me over the head with a metaphorical two-by-four. I mean, we're, we're a 98% loser against one of the better teams in the NFL unless Josh Allen muffs a snap and drops the ball at the goal line. And, oh, by the way, it can't be a safety. We have to fall on it for a touchdown. Uh, so, I mean, it, that happened. And, and from that through the Indianapolis game, uh, we were down 10 middle of the fourth quarter against Detroit, you know, and that was the, uh, that was the second home game. Um, so it's early in the season, and, and they hadn't seen a way, the, the way a lot of things were going to develop during the year. And I just know when U.S. Bank Stadium, man, gets super quiet in, in the fourth quarter because things aren't going right, you know, we lose those games. And, and they came back and walked off on Detroit with a K.J. Osborne touchdown. So from that moment through the Indianapolis game and the kicker last game hitting from 61 to walk off, I've just seen so much now that it's really difficult to stun me, even if the Vikings roll into Lambeau Field and win by 14 or more. I mean, that that's not going to dramatically stun me. Um, if they get blown out in this game, you know, that would surprise me to a certain extent. But, but they've just done so many things antithetical to anything I've seen in 20-plus years. Nothing shocks me anymore. 
What has been the dynamic to add TJ Hawkinson to this team? What has that done offensively for Kirk Cousins? It it opened everything for Justin. And it was very interesting, you know, with, with TJ and the trade. Uh, the first game was at FedEx Field. Man, he, he'd been here 56 hours. And he got targeted nine times with nine catches in that game. So that was abundantly apparent that Cousins is going to rely on him, specifically on third down. And, you know, TJ, we ain't talking about Travis Kelsey or like Mark Andrews or when, when he's the top of his game or Tony Gonzalez or players like that. TJ's that next level. Um, but, but if you don't cover him the right way, Kirk knows he'll kill you. So it's opened a lot for Justin. If you notice Jefferson's numbers and his games ever since they got TJ, well, they took off. We, we, we had a franchise record like 223 within the last month from Justin. And, um, and so, therefore, it's benefited Justin greatly. I go back to game one, and, and Paul, I mean, obviously, people feel that had Christian Watson actually caught that pass, maybe things turn out different. There's a different right. energy in the building. But when he dropped it, who knows? You know, maybe that was just the beginning of the end of what the Packers were doing. But uh, what I couldn't believe they didn't put Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson and just said, Hare, introduce yourself because you're going to be with him every game. Uh, the Packers' defense seemed to live by death by a thousand cuts and allowing right. first down after first down after first down. I mean, it, were you shocked at the way they played Justin Jefferson and the way they played a soft zone against this team well, early on? But see, but you know, the, the, the Vikings into that game, Bill, it, it, it was a, and, and anybody would listen to me off the radio when they would ask me about the game, and I never say this with Vikings' Green Bay games. I would have been flabbergasted and shocked if we hadn't won that game by 10 points or more, which we did. And here's why. Because, granted, the Vikings were a redo into the season, but it was a redo with talent, and that matters. And then you have Zadarius, uh, former defensive coordinator Mike Pettin, former outside linebackers coach Mike Smith. You know, their departures from Green Bay may not have just, like, been shake hands and, and here we go, we're, we're just going to leave for a better opportunity. So there was just so much built up into that game, but it was dramatically underplayed. Aaron losing Devontae, who who uh, is his bailout guy. I mean, forget the fact that he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. You need a bailout guy on the road in your first game against the unpredictability of an offensive-minded coach where you've gone against a defensive-minded coach for X amount of years. So, So the Vikings had so many advantages in that game. But the one thing when I watched it back, watching Alexander and Savage and Amos and Douglas and Eric Stokes at that time do pirouettes in the secondary because they didn't know where to go. I mean, that, that lacked organization, which you just never see with a Green Bay Packers team. But I wasn't super surprised because, again, the Vikings are talented uh, with their skill guys. Now, after the game when Jair complained that I thought all week I was going to get J.J. and I'm upset that I didn't, well, be careful with that, man, because because that's valor being the better part of discretion. And I don't think there's a corner in the NFL who one-on-one with no help can cover Justin Jefferson the entire game. So, you know, I don't know if Jair meant give him to me and nobody else is to help or I was supposed to do something they didn't let me do. It's going to change on Sunday. I mean, Jair's going to be opposite him a fair amount. I bet a lot of money on that. But if it's just going to be one-on-one, uh, good luck. I mean, good luck. And I'm not being a J.J. Homer here. He he, he ran some routes on St- uh, Stephon Gilmore in that Indianapolis Colts game that I've never seen in my life. And the cuts are hard. The depth of route is perfect. And, and I you know, I just don't think 
it's wise to have one guy cover him play after play after play. Uh, Packers offensively. Now, uh, I don't think Christian Watson is going to be playing in this game as much as I know they need him. I don't think he Lots is. Bad uh, which, yeah, that's uh, it's a yeah, tough. That's, a, that's tough... a bad loss. But this Dean Lowry loss, I, it's being underplayed because because nobody here cares about or knows who Dean Lowry is, and and Dean murders us every single game. When you guys had that Lowry Lancaster thing with Kenny Clark, I mean, mm-hmm. it was unblockable. Like I'd watch games back and. They were unblockable against us. You know, now I know Lancaster left and Clark's still unbelievable. Uh, no Lowry in this game is a major, major handicapping factor. But with Watson, go ahead. No, I was just going to say with Watson out, uh, you know, offensively speaking, the Packers have gotten better, but they've gotten better because they figured out a way to take the lid off some of these offenses and become more dependent on Christian Watson in doing so. So right. with Aaron Rodgers, that last game against Miami, he didn't play good, and he hasn't right. played like Aaron Rodgers pretty much all season long. So with the defense giving up fifth worst in points given up all season, we know that's been well documented. But tell me what you think or what you fear out of this Packers offense. I mean, Aaron Jones with these catching touchdowns, and we've had we've had problems with that with backs this year. Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott got us for four, Bill. You know, and then that that's a high end operation that I know lost to Jacksonville, but you know, so that's a high end operation. Anytime you mention Aaron Rodgers, bad thumb or not, it's a well organized high high end offensive operation. Um, in watching back a fair amount of Aaron's plays over the last month. And then looking at the stats with the 11 picks, career high 13, um, his yards per attempt, 6'8, I think it's second lowest of his career. His long this year, long completions, 58. Well, that's the shortest of his career. He has no rushing touchdowns either. He's different. So that there's something different here where if, if they're going to flip a switch and he's going to be that HOF, 325, four touchdowns, three to Devontae, no picks out of nowhere, God bless him. I don't think it's going to happen. But, but, you know, 13 TDs and two interceptions at home. So he's been better at home. The the throwing to Aaron and the way they're they're running <clears throat> A.J. Dillon, it, I mean, that that's what's coming to set up the play action. Um, you know, but really, it, from the other, the other side of it, without Dean Lowry, who terrorizes the Vikings and is still an underrated player, and obviously no Rashawn Gary, um, if they can't rush Kirk without blitzing and he's protected okay, you know, this Vikings deep game ain't no joke, man. And and Dalvin mm-hmm. now catching it and running and Hawkinson, you know, so I'm more looking at it like the Vikings offense needs to hang 26 or more on this team, and I don't care what the weather is. So now to combat it potentially without Watson and chewing the clock with the running game and Rodgers not airing it out the way he always has because of that thumb, offensively, I'm a little – I'm just a little perplexed as to, as to what I'm going to see Sunday middle afternoon. Uh, I got to ask you mood wise. It's one of those un- intangible things. You got to just put your thumb on it and say, this is the feel. So Minnesota, they know what they've got locked up. They've got the division. This is really just a rivalry game, but is there that added incentive of we can end their magical run? We want to be the ones to put the nail in the coffin. Not with this group. And here's why, because they're all new. So, like, you know, for O'Connell and uh, Andor, first-year offensive coordinator, Wes Phillips, uh, Bum's grandkid, uh, Chris O'Hara, our quarterback's coach, is in his first year as a position coach. They all came from the Rams. So the rivalry they know is the Rams-Niners at SoFi, where it's loud and it's mean, but the majority of fans there are Niners fans. 
that that first game at U.S. Bank Stadium, um, and the and the true uh, rivalry and and wonderful football Americana type pairing the Vikings and Packers are. Well, that they, they get it. You know, they know how special this is. However, it's not. You know, it's not. Let's dagger Green Bay, it, it, because they're they're the border rival, and and you got all the families and the vitriol and everything. The Vikings and Packers back and forth. They're more so <clears throat> having a level of respect for Green Bay in that that's the target at which to shoot every single year. And you've beaten them in the division. You have a chance to eliminate them from the postseason. That's cool. But like I said earlier in the chat, Billy, having Zadarius and Mike Smith and Mike Pettin, well, there's an underlying something there with all three of those guys where they had the Vikings defense ready to play with its hair on fire in that first game. And Zadarius only had one sack, but Aaron, he, he messed up Aaron. I mean, he mm-hmm. messed up Aaron even when he wasn't hitting him. So that underlying tone with those three guys, uh, that, that really, really is dictating the level of motivation to hold this two seed and hold San Francisco at bay. Now, I know that if by chance the Packers get a win in this one, it could end up where the Green Bay Packers have to come to U.S. Bank Stadium to face Minnesota at round one of the playoffs. If that happens, Paul, now I know Charge loves to go to Manny's, but I will bring you a stack of burritos and chili cheeseburgers. Antigos will be right there in the broadcast booth when you go to take the mic come that Sunday or Saturday, whenever it is we play. Uh, I'll be up there, and we're going to hit Zantigos hot, hot and heavy. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, with all due respect, it's not going to happen uh, because either the Vikings <laughs> are going to win this weekend, uh, which I do think they are, uh, but it's a 50-50 game. I don't look at yeah. it like week one where I knew we were going to win. Or McCarthy in the last week's going to do you a real solid, man, <laughs> and he's going to sit all those Cowboy starters, right. you know, just to, just to drive the uh, metaphorical dagger in from afar. So I don't believe it's going to happen, but if it does happen, uh, your $26 Antigo's order, it's on me. There, well, you know what? I'll be bringing them, and uh, please don't. Hey, look, as much as I love football and playoff football, don't rain on my Zantigo's parade, man. That's all I care about at this point. Paul, it's always you, a pleasure. Man. I'll see you up at Lambeau Field on Sunday, man, and there's nothing better than ringing in a new year sitting in Appleton, Wisconsin. Hey, um, uh, come by the box box, uh, like three down from Laravee, right next to the uh, replay uh, yep. the replay officials. Uh, come yep. by and say hi, and fist bump man let's embrace and uh and uh, head into the new year on some positive vibes god bless you my brother i always love going on your radio show and uh continued success all right i will see you there on sunday you bet paul appreciate it pal talk to you then there you go paul allen voice of the minnesota vikings good guy i love paul good guy to talk to good guy to chat with i'll stick up for paul every damn day of the week you know what he's excited about his team he's allowed to be He's allowed to be. They whooped the hell out of the Green Bay Packers in game one. Packers have a little revenge. He's right, though, that a lot of that new coaching staff, they they don't give two rats ass about the Green Bay Packers in the sense that a lot of the fans do. But some of the guys inside those walls, up there inside U.S. Bank Stadium and such, they do. Uh, they remember it. Zadarius being that leader. And like he said, he had them ready playing with their hair on fire. And Zadarius, remember, there was some jawing going on back and forth between Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith in game one. So... This one, with a lot of the marbles for the Green Bay Packers in this contest, it's going to mean something. Should be a good one up at uh, up at Lambeau Field. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and uh, Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. And uh, today, downstairs, down I go. I was going to take out some trash. We was going to open up the patio door, the whole thing. And I thought, wait a minute, before I do, 
Close the door. Ran back over. Checked it. Sure enough, 70 degrees. Perfect. Love it. Love the new patio door, the economical patio door. Got some nice uh, emails over the weekend talking about their experience with Pella Windows and Doors in Wisconsin. It just, there isn't anything better. It, it's just the most value, the mo- the best choice by many, many of you homeowners in the area. And uh, all you got to do is go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. You can call them right now. Still get on the books. One year, 12 months, no money down, no payments, financing. You're good to go. No interest. It's all right there. Just go wrap your arms around it. Grab it. Go to PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.